And uh, with that, why don't we ask the Lord, amen, to have his way here one more time in this place. Would you pray that God would anoint me and that God would use me and that God would touch your hearts, amen, to receive his word. God, we thank you for the word today. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for the touch of the Holy Ghost today, God. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint my lips of clay. God, I'm asking you today to use me today. Let me be a part of what you're doing in this city, God, in our church. God, I pray you would anoint every heart and every mind here today, God, to be receptive to your word. I pray, God, you would hear us, Lord. You would speak to us today, Lord. Let that old anointing, God, of our forefathers be upon us today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we love you, Lord. We praise you today. We worship you, Lord. And we magnify you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's put our hands together and clap with the Lord and give Him praise. God, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You can be seated today in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And we're just going to jump right into what God's doing. Amen. Looking forward to at the end of the service. Amen. A good baptism of of water. Amen. The washing of regeneration. Sister Chan's going to get baptized today. And we want you to stick around and take part in that and rejoice with us. Amen. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Amen. I'm looking forward to it. Amen. And so we're looking forward to what God's going to do. He, here in Philippians chapter 4 and 13, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Philippi. And this is during his third missionary journey, perhaps around the year 60 A.D. And the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians uh, this, this epistle from a jail cell. Amen. A jail cell. And he is awaiting his trial as he's sitting there in prison and he's writing this book, this letter to the church at Philippi. Uh, this is a little bit of the background of uh, this story, this book. Uh, and uh, the Apostle Paul had a, if you will, a buoyant spirit, a, something that kept him afloat through the good times and the bad times. And this buoyant spirit helped him in besetting circumstances uh, and this uh, buoyant spirit in besetting circumstances was a constant trademark of the Apostle Paul. Amen. He was in a situation that he had a dark future, if you will, and did things did not look up. They did not look bright for him. But yet he could write, I've learned to be a to abound and to be abased. I've learned to do with. I've learned to do without. I've learned to be content in every area of my life and every season of my life. And, and I'm just going to allow the Lord to uh, continue to guide and to direct my steps. Yes. This was the Apostle Paul's attitude. He insisted on uh, that what appeared to be misfortunes in his life had actually been things that had bolstered him toward his God-inspired goals. Uh, you and I might deal with besetting circumstances that we might look at and think, uh, that really messed me up, that really threw me off course. But the Apostle Paul looked at the quote-unquote misfortune and said, that was something that God allowed to come into my life, to push me in the right direction, 
towards that inspired goal of heaven. Amen. And the apostle Paul's message had spread as high as Caesar Augustus himself. Amen. The message that the apostle Paul proclaimed and published throughout his world in that day in which he lived, it reached as high as Caesar himself. And it was because of Paul's uh, his the life that he lived that he was thrown into this prison as he wrote to the church in Philippi. And because of Paul's status as a political prisoner, he was under the constant watch of the Praetorian Guard some 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The Praetorian Guard was split up into six-hour shifts, and they constantly were watching the welfare, and they were watching the behavior and, the, and what the actions of, of was the Apostle Paul. And this, the Praetorian Guard was an elite group of Roman soldiers that was handpicked by the emperor. So the Apostle Paul sits there in that, that jail cell writing to the church. There's no way in his mind that he uh, can possibly foresee that, uh, that God could get him out of this situation. Uh, however, the Apostle Paul can look back to a story, to look back to a time when he and Silas were in jail and they began to praise the Lord and God delivered him uh, from the jail cell. But, but not this time. This time the Apostle Paul sat there and he began to reflect on the life that he had lived. He began to reflect on all the things that God had done in his life. And the Apostle Paul sits in this jail cell and he begins to write things uh, that we read from Scripture. And he begins to talk about uh, as he reflects back on his life, what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for me. Yes. Yeah. Yea, doubtless I count all things right. but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Yes. Amen. I've suffered the loss of all things, and I, I count them but but dumb. They don't man, they don't mean nothing to me. The only thing that matters, as the apostle Paul writes to the church at Philippi, is Sister Rita, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Amen. All that I've encountered in life. I know that God can deliver me. I know that God's faithful. As I look back over my life, if I die, he writes in Philippians, if I die, it's gain. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He's reflecting on all of the things that he has encountered in his life. Amen. And, and the Apostle Paul continues to make the most out of his situation because as history would reveal the scriptures would tell us a number of those roman soldiers of that praetorian guard a number of those soldiers would be converted through their encounters with the apostle paul amen he was in a situation that was not the brightest situation it didn't have the best outlook it didn't have the best future prospects Amen. But in the midst of his trial, in the midst of the jail cell, he began to put his eyes upon the Lord. And it was in Philippians he begins to write, Amen. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Everybody else in that prison cell was not thinking pure thoughts. They were no doubt having thoughts of bitterness and anger and strife. And they were jousting for position. But the Apostle Paul, amen, could write in that jail cell. Amen, I've got to keep my mind pure. I've got to fix my eyes upon the Lord. And I'm going to be strengthened, amen, with the help of the Holy Ghost. 
All of these things the Apostle Paul begins to write in the book of Philippians from a jail cell. And we sometimes sit back and and we're in our trial and we're in our storm and we're not in a jail cell and we're not awaiting sentence from an unjust judge and we're not having political enemies that come against us in our lives. Amen. We've just got something else a little bit different, but it's so easy to begin to isolate our situation, look at it in the vacuum and say, but mine is different. Amen. Mine is different from the Apostle Paul. I've got issues in my life and, and I've got family um, family mess and I've got financial turmoil. But having the right perspective is what helped the Apostle Paul to get through that jail experience. In Philippians 4 and 13, going back to the opening text we read, he says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Why don't we say that together? I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And in Philippians 4 and 13, amen, is a contrast of weakness and strength. The believer, you and I, are weak in and of ourselves. Amen. But filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the Spirit, there is a strength that is unmeasurable. Amen. There is a strength that is unmatchable. Amen. There's nothing else that can compare to the strength we get in God's presence. In Philippians 4 and 13, it's contrasted dependence and freedom. If we will truly rely and depend upon Him and not ourselves, and there is a freedom. Amen. It's, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. In other words, I am completely dependent upon the Lord. And in that moment in the jail cell, the Apostle Paul realized, if I am completely dependent upon the Lord, then there is no limit to what God can do in my situation, to what God can do in my life, to what God can do in my church, in my family, in my finances, in my health, when I am completely dependent upon God. You watch a child of God that goes through situations and storms. And you watch a child of God when their back's up against the wall, Brother Gonzalez. And they got nothing else but Jesus to depend upon. When you've got nothing else, you'll see a person that begins to do exploits. You'll see somebody that finds a new anointing as God puts his hand upon that man and that woman. And they begin to do mighty things because they're completely dependent upon God. Completely dependent upon God. Amen. You want to see a financial miracle in your life? Are you tired of the financial distress and turmoil? Amen. Be faithful in your giving to the Lord. Go out and apply for a job. Work as hard as you can. And God will bless you. And God will bless you. And God will turn your situation around. He'll do it for somebody today. In Philippians 4 and 13, is not just weakness and strength contrasted. It's not just dependence and freedom contrasted. 
but it's humility and aspiration that's also contrasted. Amen. It is possible to be aspirational and yet still be humble. It is possible to be successful and do great things for God and still be humble. Amen. We've got to, as we grow in life, also grow in humility. Also grow in humility before the Lord and let your ambitions soar in the Lord and in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Paul writes, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. If that's not aspirational, then I don't know what is. He began to say not just one thing, not just two things. He didn't even, he couldn't even identify it. He just simply made a blanket statement. He said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Humility was in those words. And aspiration was in those words. Amen. What things can you dare, amen, to believe God to do in your life? If you'll just humble yourself and say, God, with your help, I know I can make it. With your help, I know it's possible. God, with your help in my, in my life, I can do all things. Hallelujah. Humility and aspiration. But also suffering and contentment. As we mentioned a moment ago, the Apostle Paul wrote this verse while in a prison cell. In a place of suffering. In a place of hardship. In a place when he didn't have all the answers. God didn't speak to the brother Paul in that situation. Say, brother Paul... Uh, in three days you're going to get out of this prison cell. He just knew God's got his hand upon my life. I've just got to trust in him. I've just got to know that he'll make a way for me. And somehow, even if he doesn't make a way for me, I know that he's still faithful. I know that he's still faithful. If I give my time and I don't see a big check in the mail the next day, he's still a provider. If I come and I worship God with exuberance and I go home and I still feel sick, he's still a healer. No matter what I have, what happens in my life, he's still God. He's still in control. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There was suffering and contentment. He could be in a prison cell, but he could still say, I am content. Amen. Because he had a peace with God, Brother Lorenzo, that the situation around him could not take it away from him. We sang a song years ago, this joy that I have, this world didn't give it to me. This peace that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And then we say the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Amen, Brother Paul, in that prison cell. Amen, the world didn't give you joy. The world didn't give you peace. The world didn't give you healing. And it sure enough can't take it away. It sure enough can't take it away. This joy, come on. This joy that I had, the world, it didn't give it to me. It didn't give it, and it can't take it away. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. What I've got, amen. What I got in an apostolic church, amen. The world can't take it from me. Amen. Maybe it came to church an alcoholic. Maybe it came to church a drug addict. Maybe it came to church a whoremonger. Maybe it came to church, amen, a lying cheat. And you could stop your behavior. Amen. But when the Holy Ghost filled you, when God touched your life in an altar of repentance, God gave you. He took out that old man and he gave you a new man. He put peace in your life. And as you go through life, the devil try to steal your joy. But you've got to tell him, amen, you didn't give me this joy and you can't take it away. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Paul. In writing in in, uh, Philippians chapter 4 and 13, amen, wrote, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. There's nothing that this church cannot do if we'll get full of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing you and I, amen, cannot do if we'll get full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. God can do somebody, amen, to pray the prayer of faith in a shopping in a store and watch somebody healed of any sickness. God can do it through you. God can do it through you today. There's no telling what God can do. Hallelujah. When you say, I'm going to do it through Christ. My father taught me prayer years ago. He said, make it your own. But here's how I pray. As I start every day, I talk to the Lord. I say, God, I'm starting this day in Jesus' name. I start this day in the name of Jesus. I'm beginning this day in the name of the Lord. And I'm praying, God, you cover my day. God, you be upon my day. I pray, God, that you help me. And I made a prayer, God, I start this day in the name of Jesus Christ. I plead the blood upon my family. And what I begin in the spirit, I live out in the natural. And God begins to work. God begins to move. The Holy Ghost begins to fall. And God opens doors. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Hallelujah. It's not even just a spiritual implication. But you can use it on your job. If your employer says, I want you to know what to do. This particular task and say, whoa, I've never done that before. And before you speak up and say, well, I'm not qualified, uh, Mr. Bossman. I've never done that before. I don't know how to do that. Amen. You ought to just chirp up and say, yes, sir, I'll do it. Amen. I'm going to ask the Lord to help me and to give me the wisdom and to give me the grace. Amen. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Paul meant that through Christ he was able to endure any trial, speaking from experience. He writes to the church at Philippi, if I'm in this prison cell and I can still think good godly thoughts, if I'm in this prison cell and I can still uh, understand that he which hath begun a good work in you will continue it until the day of Jesus Christ, amen. If I'm in this prison cell and I can tell you everything that I've gained before I was here, I count as 
dung, as poop before the Lord. Amen. The only thing that matters to me is do I know Jesus? I've got to know him. I've got to know him. Paul was trying to transmit to the church. Amen. Set your affections on things above and not on things on the earth. Amen. Where moth and rust doth corrupt. I went to God in prayer this morning and I told the Lord in all sincerity, God, don't let me get too attached. Don't let me get attached to this world. Don't let my focus and my heart and my desires only be for temporal earthly things but let my affection be upon the Lord let my affection be upon the Lord hallelujah I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me amen before the service is over you should be able to quote that scripture as many times as we're going to say it t- today amen I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Hallelujah. I can just say that over and over again. Amen. Till you get it today. Amen. But it is meant to, amen, to teach us that you can perform any duty that God calls you to perform with his help. With his help. With the help of the Holy Ghost. You can conquer all corruptions. You can serve God in any state. Amen. Through Christ, which strengtheneth you. The message of Philippians 4 and 13 was one of encouragement to those who are doing something for the Lord, but feel, amen, painfully their own inability. The first part of Philippians 4 and 13 was to encourage those who are already doing something for the Lord. Whether it be on the drums for the name. And you say, God, I want to be the best drum player through Christ. God, I'm going to, before I play the drums, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost, speak in tongues, pray. Amen. Get lost in the Holy Ghost and say, okay, God, use those drums. To somebody else in this building today that says, I want to play the piano. Amen. Get the Holy Ghost and pray and talk in tongues and see God. Then get me on the keys and begin to practice God through you, Lord. Through you, Lord, I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. So one part of Philippians 4 and 13 was of encouragement to those who were already doing something. But the second part of Philippians 4 and 13 was take heed that you do it in his strength. And don't go forward until you first pray. Don't make decisions without covering them in prayer and saying, God, if I'm going to step out, it's going to be through Christ. It's going to be through, through prayer, through dedication, getting to your word. If I, if I do this, God, it's through the help of the Holy Ghost. And the third thing, the message of Philippians 4 and 13. This is going to be a double negative, so you have to understand this next phrase. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. That's a third part of Philippians 4 and 13. Don't do nothing. Don't sit back and just say, well, I'm not going to do anything for the Lord. 
Don't sit back and say, uh, I'm just going to let everybody else do it. God gave you the power. God gave you the ability. God gave you the desire, amen, to step out and say, God, use this humble vessel. Use this willing servant. Use this vessel of clay. Let me be a part of it. Amen. When Paul and me could shout it out, would say, don't do nothing. Do something for the Lord. Do something with your life to advance the kingdom of God. Do something with your life to advance the church, to advance the kingdom of God. Do something with your life. Everybody has to ask themselves, what am I doing to advance the kingdom of God? What am I doing? What responsibilities am I taking upon my shoulders? And am I caring for the church, for the things of God, for the kingdom of God? Don't do nothing. Two frequent ways that people err in understanding and believing of Philippians 4 and 13 is that first off, they think they can do anything that they wish and try to do so by themselves. Some people incorrectly read Philippians 4 and 13 and think, I can do anything that I wish all by myself. Uh, I have this innate ability, this, this, this potential that's in me that, that, you know, maybe God put it there, but I can use it all by myself. I don't need to pray. I don't need to, to depend on anybody else. I've got the ability on the inside of me. And uh, I would tell you, let your life be directed by the Spirit. Pride. Pride says, why should I do something for God today when I can do it? Tomorrow, when I can do it whenever I please, pride says, yeah, I believe you, but I'll do it when I want to do it, preacher. I'll do it when I'm ready, pastor. Don't don't nail me down to commit today. I'll do it at another opportune moment. Pride steps in the way and says it can obey God, but it doesn't obey the Lord. Pride forgets the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. And also... What it calls its own strength is really the gift of the Lord. Pride says, I've got ability. I've got strength. I've got spending power. I've got all these things. But honesty says, you know what? You got that because the Lord put it in your hands. So you can use it for the church. You can use it for the kingdom of God. The second way people frequently err in understanding this scripture is they think that they cannot and they need not do anything. It's easy to look at Philippians 4 and 13 and say, I don't need to do anything. I can take the, the slothful side of, of Scripture and say, well, God's going to do it all for me. I don't have to show up. I ain't got to uh, carry the weight. I ain't got to, to do my part. God's going to take care of everything. Amen. They think that they cannot and they don't have to do anything. Amen. But do something for the Lord. Amen. Do something for the Lord. God, let me be a part of what you're doing. Let me be a part of what you're doing. Let me be a part of what you're doing. Amen. If any of us went to our jobs on Monday morning and just showed up to our jobs and said, employer, man, are you happy I'm here? I ain't going to work. I'm just going to show up and cheer you guys on. They would say you're fired as quick as you walk in the door. You can walk out. But while you're here, we want you to produce. And while you're in the church, we ought to produce. We ought to reproduce. We ought to give of ourselves and allow God to use 
God to put his hand upon our lives. Hallelujah. You say, you're hard. I'm not being hard. I'm being honest. We've got to all carry the weight. We've got to all do our part. It can't be for the uh, the, the a foreign no more going to do all the work. It's, it can't be even a, a family show. It's got to be uh, the body of Christ coming together and saying, hey, I'll pick up the slack when you left off because you're sick or whatever. Hey, I'll jump in. I'll be a part of what you're doing. I'll be a part of what God's doing. I'm not going to sit back and do nothing and allow God to do it all and everybody else to do it, but I'm going to be a part of what God is doing. Amen. I can do all things through Christ. He didn't say you can. Amen. A lot of us who believe the scripture as long as it says you can do all things through Christ. You can do all things through Christ. And we'll never make the, the personal pronoun I can do all things through Christ. It's easy to say you can make it, brother. You can do it, sister. You can make it. You can do all things. But when the amen, when the plate falls in front of you, amen, I can do all things through Christ. You strengthen it. I can make it. I can make it. Slothfulness demands that we be left off the hook because we want to be spiritually negligent. And we say we are bankrupt of time. I may not be bankrupt of money, but I'm bankrupt of time. Time, I don't have time. Time, I don't have time, Pastor. I just got a limited amount of time. I can't give my time to the church. Amen. I can't give my time to to doing something for the Lord. Amen. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes effort to, to invest in the kingdom of God. And when you're invested in the kingdom of God, amen, you're in something that has eternal value, Brother Noah. Eternal value, Brother Nathan. Eternal value. And the things, amen, that you take part in, amen, future generations is my prayer, Brother Josh. That kids look back years later and say, thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Mommy, that you lived the life, that you gave, that you worked, that you did what you could to see a church established in Lathrop. Thank you, Mommy. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Grandpa, for what you did. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's the previous generation that will tell you stories of brush arbor days. Sitting on hay bales and dirt floors and a makeshift roof in the dead of winter, dead of summer. Those people had a made up mind. I can do it. I might catch hypothermia while I'm in church. But I can make it. God will keep me. God will keep his hand upon me. Because the future generation said, I can do all things. Because Elder Bishop Camarena said, I can do all things. When, when things are not looking prosperous and successful, when things are not looking the way that I think they ought to look at this moment in time, I can do all things. I'm going to show up. I'm going I'm to ask the Lord to help me. Amen. God never demands of us what, that what we cannot do. God never demands of us what we cannot do. And I'm closing with this. Amen. The music could play softly. Amen. Every man and woman requires strengthening. 
even the strong by hard work and education. The child learning to walk alone is strengthened by the hand of the mother. The child that walks alone, strengthened by the hand of the mother. And the aged mother as she goes through life is in return strengthened by the arm of her son. Here, mom, let me help you with that. The aged mother returned strength from the help of her son. And the boy is strengthened to learn by his teacher or his employer. And the man to pursue the objects of life by various positive influences. Everybody needs somebody else to get through life. But all must be strengthened by the Lord. We've got to reach a place where we say, if I need strength, I know where to go. If I'm feeling, uh, if I'm feeling like, you know what, I think I might give up. I'm going to call Sister Raina. I'm going to call uh, Brother Josh. I'm going to call somebody. I'm going to say, I need to be encouraged. I need strength. I need help. Help me, God, to live for you. Everybody needs strength. The Christian is no exception, the child of God. Being converted, living for the Lord, making up your mind to live for God, is not a transition into the ease of life. You still need somebody's shoulder to lean on. There's times, as we, we know from the book of Psalms 23, there are times when that man still has to lie down in green pastures. He lies down tired that he might arise stronger. The Christian life is a race to be run and a battle to be fought. And to to cease either is to cease to be a Christian. The moment you say, "I'm, I'm giving up, I'm stopping fighting, it's too hard. You cease to do what God's called you to do. The ways we're strengthened through Christ is through his word. This right here that I hold in my hands. The word of the Lord. Bring strength. I can do all things through Christ. This word. Through the spirit of God. I don't know how some people go so long living for the Lord without speaking in tongues. Without renewing the Holy Ghost. Saying, God, renew me. Renew me. You can't live for God all by yourself. No man is an island to himself. I can do all things through Christ. And the the reasons for which we're strengthened to fulfill our duty and our calling, to resist temptation, and to make it to the very end. If you stand with me today, amen, why don't we all stand to our feet? Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 6 says that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. What God has begun in this church, he wants to continue it. It is the will of God that we begin to build momentum as we move through the the holiday months, the holidays, and we get ready. We're gearing up for 2020. It's imperative that we begin to build momentum. 
that we begin to build momentum as a train going down the tracks. We begin to push that train. And okay, let's get this thing moving. Once it's moving, we can just just keep the concerted effort going. And it's not long before the train's flying down the tracks. This church will go forward. This church will see great revival as we all pull together and say, God, with your help, with your strength, God, I know that all things are possible today. As we close this service, I'd like for every one of us to make our way to the altar. Amen. I'm asking the church to join me at the altar today. Amen. Would you come? Let's take a few moments and let's gather around the altar area here tonight, today. <laughs> Amen. We'll take a few more moments for everyone to come. What God wants to do in Abundant Life Center is through me. It's through you. This scripture has to be our personal anthem. It has to be to a place with our personal anthem. I can do all things through Christ. Yes, encourage someone else. You can do all things. But never let it be someone else's anthem. Never let it be someone else's scripture. Make it yours. God, when I'm up against difficulties and situations, when I'm faced with discouragement, when I'm faced with with illness, with sickness, with the flesh, with uh, turmoil, family situations, financial, whatever it is, I can do all things through Christ. I can do it. This church is going to do it. We're going to move forward. We're going to ask the Lord to use us We're going to ask the Lord, God, as we lift our hands in a moment, I want you to just ask the Lord, God, I want you to use my hands. I want you to use my lips, God, to speak the words, God. I want you, God, to use my life. God, right now, I'm not praying for anybody else. It's a little bit of a selfish prayer, but God, I'm asking you, God, use me, Lord. Let me be a part of what you're doing. God, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Why don't we take a few moments and why don't we pray that prayer today? Come on, I'd like to see everybody, if you will, just reaching out to God. And I want you to pray for yourself right now. Don't pray for anybody else. I want you to pray, God, I want you to use me, Lord. God, this scripture's got to be my personal anthem in 2020. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I pray today, Lord, as we lift up our voices, I pray today, God, for the anointing, the power of the Holy Ghost to settle upon each and every one of these people here today. I'm praying in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for Holy Ghost empowerment. If you need something from the Lord, I want you to lift up your voice and cry out to Him. Come on, I need some honest people.
the Holy Ghost. And God, when it comes upon me, when I get a hold of your spirit, I'll not shortchange division, but I'll believe you for all things, for impossible things. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, I want you to pray.
Hallelujah.